Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is Perry Marshall. He's the author of one of my all-time favorite books. Uh, he's launched two online revolutions. He pioneered many best practices in paid search and wrote the world's best-selling book on web advertising. That's the book, Ultimate Guide to Google AdWords. More recently, he's turned 80-20 into a verb. I know it's a verb that I use all the time. And 80-20 is not just a fact about your business, it's an action you take on your business. Now, 80-20 is the central lever for every great strategy. In his book, 80-20 Sales and, Sales and Marketing is mandatory in many growing companies. Now, this is one of my all-time favorite books. I know that within a month or two after I got it and I read it, I was buying it for almost everyone that I met. I mean, I was just giving copies away like I was Oprah and, and just, just giving them to everybody. And, and it's a legendary book. And, and I send, I know I just said the fact that it's, it's mandatory reading in most growing companies. Well, it's pretty much mandatory reading in my company because it's such a great book. So Perry, so great to have you here. Well, thank you. It's great to be on. And, you know, you've created quite a stir with self-publishing and lots of authors and a lot of success stories. So it's a real honor to be on and you've got an all-star uh, lineup and it's great to be here. So great well, to be you. on. Thank it's you. It's great to have you, Perry. And let's kind of take it back to the beginning and, and, and go way back to your first book. What made you decide that you wanted to write a book in the first place? And what was the purpose of that book? Well, so, um, so I had a really, this evolved organically and there's probably some lessons in how this happened. So rewind all the way to 2002 and I got introduced to pay-per-click marketing by Ken McCarthy, who some people might know that name. And, um, and I came home from the seminar and I started using Google AdWords, which was brand spanking new. I mean, it was brand new, like slap the baby when it comes out of the womb new, right? And it was like the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Uh, oh my goodness, this is great. Well, nobody really understood how to use it. And, and I spent some time figuring that out. But a few months later, I'm emailing Ken McCarthy and I, and he, they were teaching things a certain way. It's like, you should do this first and this second and this third. And I said, you should do Google AdWords first. You should put that right at the top of the list because you can test all this stuff. You can do all these things. And um, he goes, well, who do you think I should get to teach about Google AdWords at my seminar? And I said, you should get Andrew Goodman, who's a guy that some people here might uh, have heard of. And uh, he goes and he asks Andrew and Andrew turns him down and he comes back to me and he goes, he goes, Perry, I think you should speak at my seminar. Well, I knew how the business works and the way the business works is 
you don't usually get paid to come and do speaking engagements unless you're like a keynote level kind of a guy, which, you know, I was nowhere near. Um, the only way I was going to get paid for doing any of that was if I made a course on Google AdWords. And so it was like, and, and, and Ken invites me to come and speak. I'm like, well, I guess I'm in the book CD and seminar business. Right. And, and so I knew what I needed to do. It's like, well, I, I need to make a manual for how to use AdWords. And I wrote this ebook called the definitive guide to Google AdWords. And, um, and I went and I sold it at that seminar. And then I started selling it on my website and well, nobody knew. So this is 2003 at this point. Nobody had any idea that Google was about to become the 800 pound gorilla of the internet. In fact, at the time I thought, well, this will probably last like six or eight months and then the world will be on to something else. And I guess we'll see what happens. And one of my good friends said the same thing. And he was a very experienced business guy. I mean, who knew better, right? But what Google had done was they had really figured out how to monetize the internet. In fact, if you really think about it, they're like the first people after eBay anyway, to like really figure out how to harness online advertising. And, and so Google goes supernova and I find myself on this magic carpet ride. And, um, and, and I had to really stay on top of this thing. I mean, this was a bucking Bronco and it was changing every day and, and the, oh, the competition was just like, there was people, I mean, there was a new ebook on Google AdWords like every other day. I mean, I kid you not, it was just like, just a fire hose of competition. But what I had going for me was A, I had a really good book. And people that have learned Google AdWords from my books are like, yeah, these are really good books and they really teach you well. And the other thing I had was I had more testimonials than anybody else and like real success stories like, hey, you know, I, I went from X to, you know, I went from, you know, spending $1,000 a month and losing money to spending $10,000 a month. And like, it's like I have a printing press in my basement that's printing dollar bills, right? You got all these happy people. And so, and of course, testimonials attract more customers and more testimonials. And so the snowball effect, which is, this is all very 80-20, um, was working in my favor. And I was just doggedly working like crazy to stay on top of this thing and, you know, pound the, pound my stake into the ground. And so this became a real self-publishing success story. And in fact, during, there was a period of time, which was before the Kindle came along, because the Kindle really kind of cratered the ebook business, okay? But for a long time, ebooks were like, yeah, you know, buy my Adobe PDF book that I wrote here for, you know, $20, $50, $100, like, you know, whatever the market would pay for it. And so I was selling about half a million dollars a year of these ebooks. Well, a really interesting thing happened. Uh, so, so like I could stop right there and go, so I was a self-publishing success story and it, and it was great. I mean, frankly, it was like crack cocaine. Okay. Like, man, you know, this is great. And I can like keep all the money. 
But I had this really interesting thing happen. So I have a, I have a group, uh, a coaching group called Roundtable, and it's like Fight Club for entrepreneurs. And we get together three times a year, and we all like you know beat each other up and try to improve our games and everything. And and uh, and uh, we didn't know very much about Wikipedia at the time, but we all believed that we all ought to have Wikipedia pages. And so we all, well, I knew you can't write your own. So everybody like literally drew names out of a hat and uh, you know, you're laughing, right? Like this is so silly, but anyway, you know, we thought we were really sharp. And so everybody drew names like, okay, so so-and-so is gonna write me a page and I'm gonna write so-and-so a page and, and all of this. So, I, I give the information to this guy and he publishes it. And, and like two days later, there's this big emblem on the top of my page and it says slated for deletion. This appears to be a vanity article about a non notable person. Please, <laughs> um, please add uh, appropriate references or the article will be taken down. And I scramble around and now you gotta kind of appreciate this. So now this is, this is three years later, by the way, after the book came out. So like I can go to any internet marketing conference and I can be a rock star and everybody's buying my book and there's all these blogs and all these affiliates and all this, this whole little world of internet marketers is like, <laughs> um, and so I'm like, well, I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a rock star, man. And Wikipedia is like, no, you're not. Like, who do you think you are? Well, why am I not a rock star? I am not a rock star because there is like scarcely a single mainstream actual media outlet that even knows who I am. Okay, is there is Perry in the Wall Street Journal? No. Is he in the USA Today? No. Is he in New York Times? No. Um, is he in the bookstores? No. Like he's not anywhere. He's a guy with an ebook. <laughs> okay, and this is like nothing. Like why would anybody pay attention to this unless you belong to some little cult of people that nobody pays any attention to? Seriously, right? And so like I couldn't save it. But it was a wake-up call. And by the way, it wasn't so much the ego bruise about Wikipedia. I didn't have like some attachment to being on Wikipedia or anything like that. It was just like, no, Perry, like this is a canary in the coal mine. This is an indication that your career is a whole lot less stable, secure, and established than you might think it is. Mm. Okay. Like you're nobody except in this tiny little corner of the world, which changes every day. Like, right. Like if you want to have any real longevity, you need to like engage with the rest of the world. And so I I, I talked to my friend Bill Harrison about this, and Bill Harrison is the guy 
He owns freepublicity.com. He runs the National Publicity Summit. Uh, for serious authors, he's a great, their company does great stuff. And I went, and, and Bill said, well, I've got this seminar where you do speed dating with agents. And um, come to my seminar, get an agent, get a publisher, publish your book in the bookstores, and like, you know, be a real guy instead of just being uh, an ebook guy. And so I went there and I did that. Now, what I really did, and I, well, I got an agent. His name is Jeff Herman. And, and then I got a publisher and it was Entrepreneur Press. And basically what I did was I handed a nice business on a silver platter over to a big publisher. And now we're selling, instead of selling $49 eBooks where I keep 95% of the money, we're selling list price $25 bookstore books that actually sell for $17 on Amazon and I get 10%. Wow. Okay. Now it didn't cannibalize my ebook business overnight, but within three or four years it had. And it was actually a trade-off. Well, do you want to have cash in your pocket today? Or do you want to have staying, staying power in the marketplace and be an established player um, for a long, long time? And I decided I am in this for the long haul. And I am not going to sacrifice a long-term play for a short-term one. And I am going to do my darndest to be the number one author on Amazon and the bookstores instead of just being a guy who sells this stuff on his website. And I made that choice. And I am very glad that I did because the internet marketing world, it shifts all the time, right? You lose an SEO ranking or you can't buy the clicks on PPC anymore or whatever. Um, and, you know, and it all goes away. And what I did, I traded that for a much more stable world in the first month after my book came out, I get a call from USA Today and they want to talk to me about Google AdWords because, you know, like big media outlets write stories about stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. So so that's really the story behind the story. Now, of course, your audience is mostly self-publishing focused and I can talk about that all you want, but there is also a play for going the traditional route and there can be really good reasons to go do that and there's trade-offs you know none of them none of them is going to give you a perfect world but you you need to design your path for the career that you want uh and the influence that you want and so so yeah so that's what i've done and and it's been a pretty interesting thing and then i've done more books and I like writing books. I, I think it's a great thing. It, it fits me really well. Um, I, I think I'm probably better at writing books than I am being on videos. <laughs> now let's, let's step back a little bit to the, the, the half million dollars that was consistently coming in from those eBooks. Like what was kind of your 80, 20 there? What was the area that you were focused on? Was it PPC? 
Oh yeah, it was it was definitive guide to Google AdWords. We are going to take you from complete beginner all the way, and we'll get you all the way to advanced intermediate. Like you really know what you're doing, and in most markets, you can compete no problem mm-hmm. in one book. And it, like it really lived up to his name. It was the definitive guide to Google AdWords. Now the bookstore book became ultimate guide to Google AdWords because Entrepreneur Press has a series called Ultimate Guide. And so that just made perfect sense. And so, but, but yeah, like, and it's in its fourth edition now when it's about a, I don't know, 300 some page book. And it tells you, again, it'll get you from, from complete beginner to probably advanced intermediate. I mean, if you really are in the stratosphere, it's it's not going to take you there. But for Got what it. 90, 95%, 98% of people want, it's all there. Got it. And and what would you say drove the, the majority of the sales uh, up front? Were you driving PPC to the book, um, like traffic to the book? Or what was what was moving that much, that many copies? Well, it was, it was a lot of things. Now, the first thing I want to say, because this is really useful to people, is when I went and spoke at that seminar, that, I mean, that was my debut. I had never sold Google AdWords or anything, but I got a bunch of great customers and a bunch of great testimonials right out of the gate. And you will get that from a seminar faster than you'll get that from any other place a live event where people put, you know, they paid money and they got on a plane and they all showed up and they all want to learn. That is the most rabid audience that you can get. And I took that and I sold this course. And within a few weeks, I had these great testimonials from people. And all of a sudden I got these really nice testimonials and they're not just like, Hey, your book is great. They're like, no, like I started out at a 1.9 click through rate and I got up to a 5.6 5.6 click through rate. My cost per lead dropped from you know $12 down to $3, and now I you know I was getting 150 leads a month, and now I'm getting 1,700 leads a month, and this is great. No, like a testimonial like that with actual results, right? I mean that is really persuasive, right? That's better than all the copywriting and you know all this other stuff. And, um, and, and so, and so then, then I put this on my website and I start driving PPC traffic and I'm using PPC to tweak, refine, polish, and perfect my sales funnel. And then what happened, this is kind of the X factor that you could never really predict was there was this giant affiliate, like like gold rush that happened with Google AdWords. Okay. And all of these affiliates are doing Google AdWords and they're learning Google AdWords. Well, you, you got like thousands and thousands of affiliates that are learning pay-per-click and affiliate marketing. And they're using my AdWords book to figure out the AdWords part. What are they going to do? Well, they're going to promote your book just because like, Hey, I got this site and this book was really great. And so it created, there was all this buzz in the affiliate world too. And that's really what pushed it over was that. But then it was also speaking engagements and, you know, I mean, I just, 
I was just like Mr. AdWords for really six or seven years. It was it was like almost all I did. So I just mm -hmm. beat the drum, beat the drum, beat the drum, beat the drum. And let me tell you, if you can get to a point where you own a topic and you are the guy, I mean, I don't care if it's back pain or raw food or, you know, like whatever, right? Whatever your thing is, if you get to where you are the guy, you are the girl, you are the expert, you're the number one person, you're the one everybody goes to, you know, frankly, even on a fairly small, obscure topic, if you're really actually number one, you can probably make a pretty good living. Mm-hmm. Love it. So let's, let's talk about 80, 20 sales and marketing. Let's, yeah. let's get a little bit of backstory on that book. And then I really want to go into the 80, 20 as a, the 80, 20 principle as a whole, and then how we mm -hmm. apply that uh, to book sales and marketing. So how did 80, 20 sales and marketing come about? Uh, let's start there and let's, let's move into what it is for people who might not know about it. Yeah. So, well, so the 80, 20 principle says that, 80% of the effects come from 20% of the causes. And I mean, this is super universal. This is not just business or, I mean, this is literally the size of, of sand on the seashore is 80, 20. I mean, if, if you go to the beach and you get a cup of sand and you actually sift it out, you will find that 80% of the sand is the little tiny ones and 20% are the big ones. You know, and, 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 and the big ones are four times as big as the little ones. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. And, and it's true of the traffic on the roads. It's true of real estate. It's true of incomes. It's true of web traffic. Uh, so 80% of what you get comes from 20% of what you do. And the other 20% of what you get comes from 80% of what you do. And, um, and so it was just a few months before this whole AdWords story be, began in earnest, um, you know, with a seminar and everything, um, I read Richard Koch's book, The 80-20 Principle. Now, I already knew what 80-20 was, but Richard said something, and it was just a throwaway mark, but it, like, set my mind on fire and I realized something that Richard didn't even really talk about in his book, which was there's an 80-20 inside every 80-20. And then there's another 80-20 inside of that 80-20. So it's like an M.C. Escher painting. <laughs> okay. Now, it's, it's really kind of trippy, but if you can wrap your head around it, I mean, it's incredibly powerful. So, all right. So 80%. Of your business comes from 20% of your customers, but 80% of the 80% comes from 20% of the 20%. And 80% of the 80% of the 80% comes from 20% of the 20% of the 20%. So in other words, 50% of your business will come from 1% of your customers. 50% of the traffic in your town drives on 1% of the roads. And it was like, oh my goodness. So this it's fractal that's the word for it, you know inside 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 and it's everywhere it applies to just about everything and so all of a sudden i realized hey wait a minute this is this is how you figure out google adwords everything you do in google adwords is actually about 80 20. what's 
what's the 20% of the keywords that generate 80% of the traffic? What's the 20% of the ads that get 80% of the clicks? Um, what's the 20% of the negative keywords that are wasting 80% of your money? I mean, it just goes on and on. And in fact, in Google AdWords, it's not actually 80-20. For the most part, it's 90-10 or it's 95-5. And if you go deep into 80-20, you actually find out, well, yeah, sometimes it's 70-30 and sometimes it's 99-1. But there's always a symmetry there where the 99-1 and the 1 and the 99. See, this is always going on. And so... And so 80-20 became my secret sauce of how I cracked the code on AdWords. It's like everything in the Google account is 80-20. So I didn't say this in my book, but really every chapter was really. So here's the 80-20 of keywords. Here's the 80-20 of writing ads. Here's the 80-20 of organizing your campaigns. Well, so I started teaching this to my students. So people would come to me, they would learn Google AdWords, and what they wanted to be true was they just need to learn Google AdWords and everything's going to be fine. Like, no, it's not that simple. You have to have a good landing page. You have to have a good sales story. You have to have a sales funnel. You have to have upsells. You have to have cross-sells. You have to test and track and A-B split test and all this different kind of stuff. And I'm teaching them to be go from kindergartners to like being adults uh, as marketers. And so I would do all this. And so 80-20 became a staple of what I taught in all my coaching groups and all of my webinars and anytime somebody went deep. And finally, probably three or four years ago, I said, you know what? My customers love 80-20. Nobody really talks about 80-20 out in the big wide world too much. There's not a lot of books about it or anything. In fact, it's like Richards was almost like the only one. I didn't know at the time it has sold a million copies. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, he sold a million copies. And most of those were foreign probably. But still, um, I said, you know, I need to write an 80-20 book and I need to put it in front. Because really, this is the secret to everything. I can, I can teach somebody how to be a salesman or how to be a marketer faster just by using 80-20 than any other way I know. And pretty much every smart thing you ever do in sales is because of the 80-20 rule. And I'm like, I think, I think, like, if I get, so I want to write the book that I wish I had when I got laid off from my engineering job and went into sales and spent two years with bologna sandwiches and ramen soup and, you know, credit card balances up to my nose and, and, and all that other stuff, right? And all the rejection and cold calling and pounding the phone and pounding the pavement. Like, I wish somebody would have told me all this stuff. So I, I'm going to write the book that I wish I had had, you know, 15 years ago. And so I wrote that book and that book was 80-20 sales and marketing, which you can you can get it at perrymarshall.com for a penny plus shipping, or you can get it at Amazon. Um, but but I wrote that book. And, and I, I talked to some of my friends about it. It was like, you know, I really don't know if this is going to sell. What do you think? I'm like, I don't know. I think it'll sell. And fortunately, it did, you know. And um, and now it's one of the major ways that people get introduced to Planet Perry. So I'm, I'm really happy about it. 
Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. So talk to us a little bit about the, the, so for someone, so they just got the explanation of 80-20, right? And, and, and maybe mm-hmm. now it's like, okay, this is a whole new world that I've never even thought about. Yeah. How, how would you apply 80-20 sales and marketing to 80-20 book marketing? Like what, what are some of the things that you saw when it came to whether it was the, the ultimate guide to Google AdWords, 80-20 sales and marketing, um, Evolution 2.0, any of your books? Like what are the things that you found that you've been able to really drill into when it comes to that? So, so here's, here's what's going to make your career and your book really work is the purchase of a book is what I call racking the shotgun. So let me tell you a little story from the 80-20 book. So it's my favorite story. It's everybody's favorite story. <laughs> yes, I love this story. Um, so my friend, John Paul Mendoza dropped out of high school when he was a senior. He was 17 and he lived in Denver and he hitchhiked to Las Vegas and he found himself an apartment and he became a professional gambler. And he would literally go to the casinos every day and play blackjack and poker with people. And like, this is how he made his living, you know, went, went there with a stack of gambling books and, and there you go. Well, this is a little harder than he thought it was going to be, as you might imagine. I mean, it isn't everything. Um, and a few months later, he gets in a conversation with this guy who he finds out runs a professional gambling ring. And he's like, so maybe you can help me learn how to be a better gambler. And he's like, well, maybe for a percentage of your winnings, I might be able to willing to do that. And so they shake on it. Like, okay, all right. I, you know, you Yoda, I Luke Skywalker, you teach me, you know, how, how to do this. And so, like, no sooner do they shake on it and, and Rob's like, jump in the Jeep, John, we're going for a ride, okay? So they're riding down the highway, and John goes, okay, so tell me, how do I win more poker games? And he goes, here's how you, here's how you win. You have to play with people who are going to lose. Like, you don't go find other professional gamblers. You find, like, you know, the guy that just got here from Wichita with his grandmother's inheritance money, like, that's your guy. And those guys are called Marks. And you want to play with Marks. And John's like, okay, where do I find Marks? And he goes, here, I'll show you. And they pull into a parking lot of a strip club. And, and he takes John in the strip club and there's women and rock and roll and there's people drinking and there's all this stuff going on in there. And Rob sits down at this table and he pulls a sawed off shotgun out of his jacket because he carries one everywhere he goes. Like this guy 
is like a badass guy, right? Pulls out a sawed-off shotgun, holds it under a table, opens the chamber, and he goes, and then he puts it back in his jacket. And like, there's these guys, and they're like, "Hey, where where did that sound come from?" Right? And the owner of the club comes to the table. He's like, "Everything okay over here?" And he's like, everything's just fine. I'm just teaching the lad a lesson. He goes, John, did you see those guys who turned around when I made that noise? He's like, yeah. And he goes, don't play poker with them. They're not marks. (laughs) Play with everybody else. Well, that's called racking the shotgun. You do something. Some people turn their heads. Everybody else ignores it. That's racking the shotgun. Now, in this case, don't play with the biker dudes that knew what that sound was instantly. Play with a guy from Wichita who's over at that table with a girl dancing in his lap, right? He thinks he's having a great day. Well, he's not having a great day when you get done with him, right? (laughs) Okay, and this so this is like this is the game that John's in. Well, racking everything you do in marketing is racking the shotgun. Okay, so you bid on a keyword on Google. Some people search, some people don't even search. That's racking the shotgun. Some people click on your ad, some people don't. Racking the shotgun. Some people come to your site and fill in the form. Other people don't. Rack the shotgun. Some people add the cart. Some people don't rack the shotgun. Some people check out with their credit card and actually buy the thing. That's racking the shotgun. Everything's racking the shotgun. Buying a book is racking the shotgun. Okay? Who's going to buy my book? Now, you've only, you haven't even begun to play poker when they buy your book. You've just seen who turned their head and who didn't. And and so you've you've done the first 80-20 when people buy your book. Okay, but 20% of the people who buy your book are actually going to read it. 80-20. Okay, and and it's true, by the way. So, Perry, are you saying that 80% of the books never get read? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. If you didn't know that before... It's time to know that now. Welcome to your education, right? <laughs> okay. Now, 20% of the 20% not only read the book, but they're like, man, like this is great, right? And they become your customers, right? And then 20% of the, like they actually, they come, they buy your stuff or, you know, maybe maybe your book's about model trains or something. So, you sell model trains on your website and those guys actually come to your website and they buy trains and, you know, and then you have like this massive train, you know, event thing, you know, and, and the train guys all get on a plane and come to your, come to your trade show or your event or, or, or the state fair or whatever, like, well, all right. So that's now we're down to like the 1%, you know, maybe those guys like spend lots of money with you. Well, that, that is what actually makes a book business. It's like you're building these little stories. And, it, you know, it's like 
it's like you've got the basic building, you know, and then you've got like the five story, you know, part of it. And then you got the 20 story skyscraper part, you know, and you get these smaller and smaller numbers of people who spend more and more money. And that's what actually feeds the marketing machine. So you can push that book out there and get more people to read it. And frankly, you should go into this assuming that you're going to spend money to push that book out there. We do, you know, right now there's Google ads, there's Facebook ads, and you can buy my 80-20 book for a penny plus shipping and it gets you into Planet Perry. And like they have, like, that's just the beginning, right? I mean, we've got a whole universe for them to experience once they get past that, but that's how we wreck the shotgun. That's that's great, and that's a fantastic story. Tell us tell us a little bit more about the penny offer and how you guys rack the shotgun and what that leads into for you guys. And also, I'd love to hear why the penny book offer because you're the only one that I've ever heard of that's doing that. Everyone else is doing free plus shipping. So explain us a little bit of the psychology behind that. Well, so the penny book offer comes from the Columbia Record and Tape Club, which some people won't remember remember and other people will but when i was a kid you could buy like 12 albums for one cent um you know and so you'd go and you'd see what you wanted fill the thing out and then you'd send it in and and uh then you like they would send you a thing you had to say you didn't want it and anyway you know they made money doing this and it was real i mean there's probably millions of people that did it i mean it's one of the direct marketing offers of all time and I was like, well, all right, so why don't I go if I'm, so, so, so think of, you know, buy 12 albums for one cent plus shipping or buy Perry's 80-20 book for one cent plus shipping. The whole point of the thing is, is they're getting something like at this really special bargain price and you're making money on the back end from the minority of customers that really want to buy a lot of stuff. And, and so I just stole it from them. And I knew because I know the history, they tried all kinds of stuff. They tried nickels, they tried dimes, they tried dollars, they did all kinds of stuff in the penny one. And they would always have these ads with a big penny. And it's like, Dude, like, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. I'm just going to rip off a classic marketing thing from 35 years ago. And, and it's been great. Um, and so, so we sell this book. Now, um, the reason we do this the way that we do it, we ship people a physical book. Um, well, first of all, I think physical books are like, they are the best medium for actually learning. You know, this morning I was on a, uh, there was this, there's this group called X theme and it's for WordPress people. And they had me as a guest in their thing. And, and a guy said, um, you know, Google is my teacher. And I said, well, that's fine. But if you really want to go deep in a subject, don't sit there and read it on your computer. Like a computer is like, distraction central, you know, like, how do you get any, how do you learn anything on your computer, you know? 
It's like, no, sit down with the book. So, all right, we're shipping a physical book. Now we're buying these from the publisher and, you know, we get a discount, but it's not like they're giving them to us or anything. So we're literally taping dollar bills to every book that comes out, right? You want to buy our book for seven bucks, like, you know, be my guest. And it's on, you know, I'm, I, I mean, I'm putting some real dollar bills, but the reason we do that is because, so here's an interesting step. 78.6% of people just buy the book and 28 21.4% buy more stuff. Now, I don't know if 78.4 and 21.6 sounds like suspiciously close to 80-20 to you, but that's, that's what the numbers are. And we get good customers from this, and it works. And um, now, the reason it works is because they can tell it's a good book. You don't have to go looking for very far to see, man, like, there's a lot of people really love this book. Um, and it's kind of become our flagship lead generator. Now we also do something similar with AdWords and with Facebook, and we got we got a lot of funnels. But I want somebody who really engages with it, and I what I want is the person who's like, oh man, like I can't even look out my window without seeing eighty twenty now. I'm like, yeah, so you're exactly like me, right? So you get it. And I want that person, and I want that person like, yeah, I need to learn marketing, and I want to buy this course from you, and I want to buy this course from you, and we get a lot of people like that. And we, we teach them how to do AdWords, we teach them how to hire a personal assistant, we teach them how to you know, manage their business and their time, uh, we teach them how to, how to write great copy, how to bring people in to seduce them with emails, and have people that you know open all their emails, and and so that's the business I'm in is, you know, it starts at that first click, but man, we're, we're going to, we're going to make the whole thing happen. So what someone who takes you up on the penny book offer, which actually it's funny because when I went through this whole Oprah phase of just recommending this book to anyone and everyone that was, was talking to me, I said, hey, don't go buy it from Amazon a because it's more expensive, but that's not even the point go to his site because i think it's it's a lesson on marketing within a book on marketing like that's what yes. i tell people is go opt in because you're going to see you're going to see him practice what he preaches you're going to see him rack the shotgun you're going to see mm -hmm. him make an offer you're going to see him lead into other things you're going to see the email follow-up that he has whether you take that offer or whether you do not take that offer and 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 in my case even i remember i was trying to buy it on my phone and for some reason the order form wasn't mm -hmm. working and I was like, oh, man, screw it. I'll just come back later. And then I remember in your follow-up, it was like, hey, Chandler, what's going on? What happened? I got an email either later that day or the next day. And, and yeah. then it was like smacking me in the face. Oh, my goodness. Yes, I, I really still want to buy this book, but I was just having trouble checking out. Click, 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 book bought, right? So it's a lesson within a lesson uh, with a book on lessons. So I, I always send people to that, but do you, do you have any idea what the average person spends with you uh, after taking you up on that free book offer? Um, yes. Uh, it's about 25 bucks. Got it. So that's, mm -hmm. it's definitely worth it in the long term. And I hope, 
I hope that can, people can see within that, that a book, like you said, is, is just such a powerful tool to rack that shotgun uh, and to lead into other things. Yeah, and, and you can learn a lot from how we market to you. I think we're very good at email. We're very good at autoresponders. And yeah, we, we rack the shotgun a whole bunch of different ways to figure out what are they interested in, what's the itch that they're trying to scratch, and really, we're, we're trying to serve the customer. We're trying to shortcut right to, okay, what's the issue? What do you need in your business right now in order to move forward? Do you need traffic? Do you, do you got plenty of traffic, but you're having a hard time converting your people? Uh, is it maybe, you know, completely different kinds of things? So yeah, and that, that really does serve the customer. And people comment on that a lot. They're like, wow, that was really an amazing experience of, of how you sell to me. Mm. Love that. Now let's talk a little bit. I want to take a couple minutes and, and talk about copywriting and how that plays into how you sell books um, and, and really how you grow your business. Because at least if, if people aren't in this space, they probably don't know that you're a legendary copywriter. And mm. I, I remember asking one of my mentors uh, growing up, I was like, I really want to learn copywriting. If I could only like who's the one person and this this was someone who I felt like was a legendary copywriter and I said if there's just one person that I need to to learn from who should I learn from he said Perry Marshall and I said all right well I'm gonna go do that and and just in in even reading 8020 sales marketing it's it's obvious that you're a copywriter because it just flows so well and I'm not someone who just springs out of bed and just can't wait to to read a book. I am now. I used to not be that way. And especially when I was reading your book, I definitely wasn't that way. And, but mm. I just remember like I couldn't wait to get back to that book to get to the next chapter. So talk a little bit about that. I guess maybe just briefly, what is copywriting? How do you use that not only to make your books more engaging, but also to sell more books? So copywriting is the art and science of saying things in a way that makes people want to take action to where they really resonate with you. And, um, you know, I, I really want to say one, one of the things in the, in the 80-20 sales and marketing book is a thing called the marketing DNA test. And what the marketing DNA test does is it says, how do you sell? How do you persuade? Now we sell it for $37 separately, but there's a free link inside the book that you can get. And I have worked with just thousands of marketers and salespeople. And after a while I started to figure out, you know, there are some guys and they're gonna sell by being a hostage negotiator and they'll sit down with people and they'll just like work it out and negotiate it. and you know, do deals and stuff, right? And that's how some people operate. And then there's there's other people, copywriters, because I know a bunch of professional copywriters and copywriters are almost always introverts who like to sit in their cave and like, you know, with their keyboard and craft like the perfect sales message and then and then stick it out there. It's almost like they're sitting there with a fishing rod in their cave and it's going outside the cave and then they're going, oh, I got one. I mean, that's <laughs> kind of how copywriters are, right? But but they sell with words, right? Then there's other people, they, they basically sell with Excel spreadsheets and numbers and proof and 
you know, and there's all these different kinds of selling. And I think a really important part about copywriting is that you need to be a words person. Not everybody is. Okay. Um, now, um, so, so, so take the marketing DNA test. I think it'll, it'll really help you zero in on how do I sell? Like maybe you sell on webinars, like maybe that's your medium or, you know, there, there's all kinds of different things. Um, but I, I have a tip for, for your, uh, listeners, uh, Chandler. Um, it's how to make your book twice as good for $500. <laughs> okay. And, and I, this is something I did. I, I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this, but here's what you do. This is what I did with the 8020 book. It was like, okay, this book has to pull people along. It has to do what you described a few minutes ago, which is, man, I can't wait to get back and finish reading this book. Um, so here's what you do. You go on Fiverr and you find people who based on what kind of gigs they offer would probably be a candidate for reading your book. So in my case, any kind of copywriter, any kind of marketer, any kind of I'll do YouTube videos for you or I'll do SEO or I'll help you with your keywords, anybody like that. Right. So I go on Fiverr and I message them and I go, I've got this book. It's a marketing book. I'll pay you five gigs, 25 bucks to read it and answer six questions. About half the time they'll say, okay, that's fine. And so I give them the book and then I ask them, okay, tell me your two favorite chapters, your two least favorite chapters, any place where this got boring or confusing or you got stuck. Would you pay $12.95 for this in a bookstore? Would you recommend it to a friend? Go. You hire 20 people to read your book after you've got it to the advanced editing stage. Well, here's what's going to happen. Well, this is what happened to me. There was a couple chapters that I thought were great, and they were like, what is this? Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't even understand this chapter. I'm like, what do you mean you don't understand? Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they mean. It's like, I just, like, I just put this in front of 20 people and, you know, five of them came back and go, what's chapter 17? Like, well, now why did I do this? Because, you know, you've only got so many friends that'll actually read your book and you can count them on probably one hand. <laughs> They'll actually read the whole thing all the way through. And only half of them are actually going to give you honest feedback. And a lot of them are going to sit there and try to fix your spelling mistakes or something. And you're just not going to like get really good feedback. But if you pay somebody $25 to read your book and answer your five or six questions, you will get answers. And just about every single person said something that changed what was in the book. And in fact, I didn't hire 20. I think we went through 30. 
And by the time I had gone through 30 people, that book was like really easy to read. And we had ironed all the kinks out of it. And it had gone from a good book to a great book. So that's how you double the quality of your book for 500 bucks. I think it's the best 500 bucks you could spend. Wow. That's fantastic. I love that. All right. So we're in the home stretch here. I've got uh, one final question for you. And that would be uh, for someone who's, who's thinking about writing their first book. Maybe, maybe they're on the fence. Maybe they've been thinking about it for a while, but they just couldn't get it to the finish line. Or maybe it's been this bucket list item that just year after year after year, like a broken record. It's a New Year's resolution that doesn't uh, end up happening. For, for, for that person, what would be your recommendation for them? Or what would be your parting tip or piece of advice for them? Make it the first thing you do every day before you do anything else, write for an hour until it's done. Now, I'll give you an example. Now, I am a writer, and I don't have to, like, force myself. However, one of my books is called Evolution 2.0, Breaking the Deadlock Between Darwin and Design. In fact, Chandler and I had conversations about it. He, he gave me some great tips. In, in fact, um, it, it uh, which I could talk about later, but, um, but this is a science book. It's not a business book. And in 2009, it was like, I really need to write this book. And I don't have natural space in my life to do this but I need to do it. So I think in some sense, I was kind of like the person you're describing where, um, you know, it's, it's really easy for it to not get done uh, for whatever reason. And in my case, it was, well, this isn't even my main business. It's just something that I really care about. And so I decided I'm going to get up at six o'clock every morning and I'm going to write for an hour. And it's going to be the first thing I do. Uh, and I'm going to do that until it's done. And I think that kind of discipline. Now, if you're a night person, maybe it's the last thing you do before you go to bed. But all right, at 11 o'clock, I'm going to start writing this book. And I am not going to go to bed until like I've got one solid hour on the kitchen timer. And like, you know, that's like that's how you eat that frog to use the Brian Tracy terminology. Mm-hmm. Is, is it, it's just like really hardcore accountability and discipline. And if you need an accountability partner, then go find one. But, you know, the, it's a really important thing. Like if you know you need to write a book, like I knew for the Evolution Project, I knew nobody's going to take me seriously on this topic until I write a book. Like there's all kinds of other things I could do. I already have a website. I already have a blog. I already have this. I, yeah, but I don't have a book. And nobody's going to take me seriously till I do. So do it. And, and that's, that worked and it, and it got done and it's out and it's got 80, 80 reviews on Amazon or something. So it's been okay. <laughs> Love it, man. Well, one, one final thing, uh, where can people go to find out more about you and, and any of the books that you've written and what you're up to? Go to perrymarshall.com and there's different panels you can click on. And, you know, just get engaged to your heart's content. And, and when you do, you'll find that, that there's an art to how we sell. I, I, 
we got a support ticket the other day in customer service and this guy goes, Hey, you guys, um, I got eight emails from Perry today and I just went to let you know anybody else that would have totally pissed me off, but actually like Perry enough. Well, so like, well, that was a nice compliment, but, but here's, here's what was going on. He had got so happily involved in so many little pieces of the maze <laughs> that the system sent him eight emails because there was eight different things that he wanted to know about and mm -hmm. it was actually tracking his behavior. So if you come to our site and you get a couple of things and then you kind of go dead, after three or four months, it's gonna taper down to almost nothing. On the other hand, if you love everything you see, then maybe you're, you're gonna get bombarded from every direction and you'll be as happy as a pig in slop. And that's how <laughs> we went to work and that's 80-20. 80% of our emails go to 20% of the customers. And that's exactly how it should go. That's awesome. Well, Perry, thank you so much once again for coming on and chatting with us today. Thank you for these great questions. I mean, it was a really fun show to do. I, I wish you the best. I think you're going to have a kick-ass uh, lineup there with all the other speakers you got. So congratulations. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you can be listening to, YouTube channels that you can be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode. All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, and then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right, reviews are super important and help the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, so number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next steps so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.